Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. And welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode. It's the week of November 25th, 2021. This is episode 241. And I am your host, Chris Randazzo. Joining me tonight, as always, is voice of the Fire Lord, Karen Randazzo. You'll be half a fish and you'll like it. Absurd live action adaptation, Angie Fernot. Gargoyles. <laughs> and Moon Knight in the flesh, Evan Goldstein. Ask this old house. Oh, you suck. Tonight, conflicting reports on Batwoman's working conditions. Disney Plus Day brings in the thunder. Things get a little modern down in Fraggle Rock and more. But first, how is everybody doing? I'm disappointed that I couldn't come up with a good quote. I've been watching Gargoyles like every single day, and I was literally playing the opening in my head, and then I couldn't do it. <sighs> we were actually watching an episode last night where there's what's her name the the the, the lisa hu- human the lisa girl elisa maza yeah. turns into a gargoyle and then there's a lot of bam, chicken wow wow going on but yo goliath <laughs> is into her this episode <laughs> i remember this episode from like being a kid because i remember being like there's romance between the gargoyle and the human tell me more <laughs> <laughs> only when she's a gargoyle though because as soon as he she, she or he turned human they're like ew ew gross nah man nah man look nah. she knew she knew the potential like that she gets doesn't it go away that's that's yeah i i that, remember that, that, this that's like it 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 sits there nothing happens with it but it sits there until the very end of the show last episode uh but i'm not spoiling anything else because karen's never seen that show before <gasps> and was thinking about watching it as i was thinking about making that the next show i brought with brought up for the the kids and us to watch together because you know yeah. it's a great show we just finished justice league cool we uh we, we finally put the uh, put the nail in the coffin on that one that's over uh, and it's deciding what show we're going to go to next. And it's like, well, do I, do I start up Avatar now? And then I'm thinking, like, I, I haven't done a rewatch of Gargoyles in a long time. And I think the kids might, might really dig it. Like, I, I'm sure they would... Like, John's starting to get into to dinosaurs a bit, and Gargoyles are, like, you know, cool, big creatures with wings, and, mm-hmm. you know, Bronx is awesome. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's also such a cool little, like, child's introduction to a lot of, like... Uh, uh, liter- literature characters and stuff like mm, yeah you, know, you like got this. like the Shakespearean characters and stuff mm. and and uh, it's it's got a lot of it's got a lot of cool stuff in it like obviously it's it's cheesy you know written like a kids show for the most part but it's got some good plots in it and it's, uh, it's, it's written like an over dramatic children's show which yes. is amazing yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. very melodramatic that's the word I was looking for it's it's all flavors of melodramatic but. But they have like in, good, in an endearing way. Good lessons. Like I was telling, I, I think was I telling you guys about this? The fact that they talk about like gun control uh, on the was, show. That was me. Yeah. Yeah, like that blows my friggin' mind. And they did it in a way that I think it's still relevant today. So they have moments where they talk about things that like when it comes to like trusting people and like relationships and you know what like I don't know. I just think that there's there's things they tackle that are still relevant even now 
And yeah, it's it's the kind of kids show that does that kind of stuff really well because mm-hmm. it's very it's melodramatic enough to resonate with kids, but it's um, smartly written enough to stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it's it is an intelligent kids show. Yes, uh, and I love that about it. Yes, it's also cool as heck. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> I'm so, so many excited. Good voice actors too. So much Star Trek Next Generation <laughs> voice actors. Oh I said to Evan the other night, I was like, "God, honey, this is like watching a Next Gen reunion." It's like, the next Next Generation, right? Like, it was oh, it so really funny. Is. I mean, Deanna Troy's in there. I mean, freaking Xanatos is a uh, Riker. And, yep. Uh, and what's his name? Data voices Puck, I think. And yes, he does. Um, and I just saw the first Michael episode Dor- with him. Michael Dorn's in there doing a handful of characters. Uh, the guy who played um, Chief O'Brien does a couple of characters in later seasons. Like most of the cast of Next Generations, I think Whoopi Goldberg didn't show up, and neither did Patrick Stewart. But <laughs> honestly, it's kind of weird looking at it now. Like, really, they didn't get Patrick Stewart for this because it seems like he'd be like all over this. <laughs> Listen, they didn't get Patrick Stewart, but you know who did, they did get. Tim Curry. That's right. true. That was that was an amazing episode. <laughs> <laughs> so every now and then Evan's been seeing what I'm seeing and it's just so cool. I mean I've seen gargoyles before, but I've just like I keep popping in every once in a while and every time I do pop in I am there sitting for the entirety of the episode. Yeah. Because it's an engaging it show. It's really to, good. It is kinda hard to look away. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not because it's good though. There are some there's some rough episodes, but that's fine. Oh, for sure. I mean, we're talking about a show that was immediately syndicated, you know. Mm-hmm. These were like, all right, five days a week, Disney Afternoon, crack them out. Yeah. yeah. Like, all right. So, but all in all, the, the level of quality on it's it's pretty solid. And it's the hand animation, which is so cool. And I love the fact that they still did stuff at that time where they had, like, painted backgrounds. So when they turned to stone, you have this, like, beautiful stone painting. I'm oh, like, yeah. Fuck. I wish I could get one of those. I mean that was that was the style of the time for sure. I mean this was this was right after Batman the animated series. Mm-hmm. I think kind of shook up uh you know kids entertainment like kids animation for a good long while. Mm-hmm. And then this was I, I think probably the the closest to a real you know uh, of that visual style follow-up. Like this was really Disney's answer to to Fox's Batman the animated series and I, I think I think they did pretty darn well. Oh yeah. They did. Uh, they did, they did, they did. Yeah. Still can't believe that this is not a well that Disney's dove into for some sort of live action thing. Oh, like, please. I cannot believe that they, I mean, this is Disney we're talking about. They've like, they do all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's like 16 live action Pinocchio movies. They own gargoyles and it's like, man, how do you not adapt that into live action? This is like really perfect for this superhero movie era that we're actually been it's past time for that. This would have this would have hit great like five years ago. Yep. I can't believe they have an option that. I know you and me both, and that's been like a dream of mine forever because I just oh. got this. Oh my god, it's like the most beautiful collectible I have that isn't my Joel Jones one. That's like the only other collectible I have actually. But that's not the point. Point is, I got a Goliath collectible action figure, and the wingspan, like each wing by itself, is like eight to ten inches long. So, like, wow, just the wingspan awesome. on him. Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. And it's, like, so detailed. It's not like the... Like, sometimes you get the the action figures that are collectibles that'll, like, mimic the art style. So, it's, like, really simple, minimalistic, not a lot of detail. Nah, this is not that. And there is, like, absolutely beautiful, gorgeous rendering on the whole thing. And, um... 
like you get the tail the tail you can actually like manipulate it so he he can stand and like there, it comes with little props and one of them's a book and the other one's a jalapeno and i was yeah. like this is so cute <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. i'm very very excited about it and i just like looking at that it makes me think about like if they can have an action figure that looks this good imagine even if it was like the cgi style they do now they could do such good things with this oh my god a modern take on gargoyles could could be amazing except no we've now lost the the opportunity to have ed asner uh, be hudson but i know you know it was weird about ed asner's hudson the frequency in which he bounced in and out of his scottish accent well, he plays, he voices other characters a lot of times. Or are you talking about as Hudson? No, when he as Hudson. Like, oh. yeah, well, I know listen. John Reese davies was like Scottish as hell on that show. but Yes. Uh, all right. Like extra Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> but in the best Anyways, way. what else you guys been up to, huh? Um, have you, what else have you been watching, hon? Other than the stuff that we've been trying to watch together. Um, just a little bit of Adam Ruins Everything. Uh, we started Arcane. Oh, yeah. Um, that show is so goddamn beautiful. Yeah. That, that, that has been really fun. It makes me want to go back into the League of Legends world just because it gets me excited about like the characters again. And, and I love the world building. And it's, I don't know. I know League is not, it's like, it's uh, not that kind of game, but it's very well developed around its characters so that part's pretty interesting uh and other than that i mean we've been watching a lot of uh fixer upper type shows yeah um, we're we're very house hungry we really want a house and like we also really want to be able to fix it ourselves <laughs> <laughs> so, so we've, we've been trolling the internet's looking for different uh like home renovation shows and and we've caught on to fixer to fabulous which is you know the standard couple um guy who is in construction woman who is in design and it's shockingly how similar these two are to chip and joanna Gaines. yeah like, but it's the, no chip and joe okay they're no chip and joe but that does like like they even have a farm that has sheep and shit like it's like it was creepy it's as if they were trying to steal their lives <laughs> almost yeah like i don't know which show came first but i was like this, this is oddly parallel no, to the other in way many ways okay way, way after well these people apparently took all their notes from chip and joe then because um property goodness. brothers which is the creepiest of the home renovation shows because it's the two twin brothers that one really needs to have like a constant mustache so I could tell the difference between the two of them because they are interchangeable personalities, speech patterns, dress. Like I can't tell which one is which. Um, and my favorite of them is, <laughs> okay, so there's 20 seasons of this show <laughs> and it's called Ask This Old House. Now, there was a show called This Old House with Bob Vila. Long, Heck long, yeah, long. there was. My long. dad used to watch that every single week. <laughs> oh, man, I'd love waking up in the, was it Sunday mornings or something? Yep. And you'd be watching This Old House with Bob Vila and Norm Abrams. And, man. So that, that, has, that continued for a number of seasons. Um, and then a different group of guys came in. And then they did like a web series, which was Ask This Old House, which is they would take like emails and, and letters and they would pretty much answer 
two questions or two requests and then do a little funny little interstitial in the middle of like what is this they'll find like a little tool-based thing that is you know not normal and they would you know joke around about what it is but um each of the first basically describing me every time i walk into home depot go uh the first 10 to 15 minutes and then the last 10 to 15 minutes are them doing a specific project whether it be uh changing out a water heater or fixing a leaky faucet like they do very specific things and they show you from beginning to end how it is done and it's and it's 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 instructional as well as entertaining um it's great like it's it seems the time for me watching the show just like clicks on by it's 30 minute intervals you know they get a little corny sometimes but it's it's great because it it's there's no drama around like the, the the stuff like that's what all the property brothers and the fixer uppers like there's a lot of minutiae around that and i just want to see the project like show me them tearing down the wall and putting it back up kind of thing and that's then that's what ask this old house is it's 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 so cool. i haven't stopped humming the this old house theme <laughs> in my head since you brought this up uh so yeah that's we watched that um most of what we're watching okay. right now is really like movies and stuff. Um, I mean, I watched, we watched the first episode of Cowboy Bebop. And I, I figured Chris, Chris had teased me yesterday with that he has thoughts, so I will wait to talk about that with okay. him. Um, but I watched like a full season of this sh- cartoon called Genlock. Have anybody heard about this? I've like, heard of this. Um, it is it's why a, do I remember that it's a CG animated show um, it's voiced I'm trying to look at the cast the voice cast is Michael B. Jordan Dakota Fanning like Maisie Williams there's a, a number of names involved in this and it it's a weird it's so it's um, this oh uh, David Tennant is a voice in it as well this doctor is, has created this system called genlock where you uh, a person can upload their brain to a mech and that mech is you know for protection and military things and then wait upload how like pacific rim style uh close it's similar to pacific rim style but they are they're unconscious they're like asleep I remember seeing so commercials like for this on Avatar with the blue people. Yes, closer to Avatar with the blue people mixed with mechs and so on. And there's, a, of course, a bad group that has, you know, similar stuff. And it's just, I haven't watched a lot of anime, and this is very anime, but there's a, like a heavy, like, emotional story arc to this because Michael B. Jordan's character in the first episode, uh, dies by by committing the ultimate sacrifice and saving people kind of thing but then he becomes like the main mech and then there's a romantic aspect to this story like it caught me by surprise i did not know what to expect i was engaged it was very entertaining there's a there's a guy (laughs) named kazu who is a he's japanese but he like, he only speaks in Japanese. He only speaks in Japanese. He's always subtitled. But, like, these mechs have all of these gadgets and powers and whatnot and guns and lasers. And all this motherfucker does is just run full steam into everybody and picks them up and suplexes them. And he's a lot. 
Like, there's no finesse to him at all. And he's, like, my favorite character because at one point in time, they start um, modifying. Like, there's a young girl who sort of gets, like, the, the, the blueprints to how to modify the the, the, the tech. And she, re- she creates new machines. Like, like, she was having a problem because her brain is laced to this robot. The robot is very tall and lanky, and she's very short. So she kept feeling like she was going to fall over. So she modified hers to have shorter legs, and she gave the Kazu guy a full samurai gear, like headdress and and shoulder pads and whatnot. And he's like, "You made me a, you are my favorite person." It's it's adorable and it's it's endearing. It's just it's a lot of fun. I was enjoying the hell out of it. That's right, listeners. My husband is watching anime, and, and I didn't make him do that. I, I, I <laughs> came as a surprise to me too. But you know, well, he's watching something that's anime inspired. Well, True, but well, I mean, this is the closest he'll ever get. This is like, I mean, it reminds me of Appleseed. Okay, okay, and like, I this is to me the closest he's ever going to get to watching anime. Like, this is like anime light. In, in ways. Until I make him do it <laughs> for the yes. show. That's <laughs> okay, that's what I mean, though. Like free will, free will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not gonna lie, it was Michael B. Jordan that actually that voice. Like I was, I was curious as to what he was doing, and I said, "All right, I'll check that out." And then David Tennant, and I was like, "All right, I'm sold on the voice cast. Let's let's see what you got." And it was a short season. I think it was like let's ten episodes. See if you're worth it. So, <laughs> and then of course. Um, the Unexplained, featuring William Shatner, and Paranormal Caught on Camera every night. Does anyone here know how weird it is it. to fall asleep to the voice of William Shatner every night? Because oh. it's weird. <laughs> there, so there was one episode in uh, The Unexplained, and it was about Satan. And he does an intro to every episode where he's like, oh, you know is uh, i'm trying to think of one that's not saying okay cults what makes these people so engaging how is it that some people have the power over others this is what we're going to try to find out then when we're talking about satan like the whole studio was darker and he was uplit and he was talking as if it was the most dot like dude stop it we know what you're doing you're adorable and you're a Goddamn legend. We know this. Just give me the show. No, honey, there's drama. <laughs> I was trying to explain to one of my coworkers who is considerably younger than me who William Shatner is and the cadence of his speech. And he's like, why does he talk like that? I go, I, nobody knows. <laughs> he just does. <laughs> it's so much greatness emanating from him. It cannot be contained. He has to pause in, in, in between s- syllables. Listen, if he doesn't, the universe could end. So, that's what we've been watching. What about you guys? Karen, would you like to would you like to go first? Uh, yeah, I can cover all the non-together stuff pretty pretty quickly. Um I finished uh, the current season of Call the Midwife season 10. Um Wow. Impressive nice. that that show has been going for 10 years. Um Is it been 10 years? Of- like are they their yeah. their seasoned years? It's one a year. Gotcha. It's the typical British. We do like six or eight episodes a year, and then we're done. And fuck you, and wait for it. <laughs> um, 
Hashtag not bitter. Uh, here, here's a Christmas special. I hope it holds you over another six months or whatever. Um, and I'm down to the last um, episode of uh, the current season of Great British Baking Show, mm. um, which has been great. And I'm sad that it's going to be, I'm like running out of comfort food. What am I going to do? And then I remembered that last, like when I first got into British Baking Show earlier this year and I ran out of it, I discovered that there was the holiday mm-hmm. seasons. And I haven't watched any of them yet, because I was like, I'm going to save those for the holidays. And now it's the holidays! So that's what I'm going to move on to. Nice. Um, I've been watching, you know, some more season six Doctor Who and uh, some Shit's Creek in my downtime, which has not been much. Um, and uh, Chris and I together watched something kind of weird today. Okay. <laughs> Friends of ours, a uh, friend of ours um, was, I guess, contacted by this show, or maybe they applied to be on it, I don't know, um, called Roots Less Traveled. It's, okay. uh, it's like a genealogy show on NBC sponsored by Ancestry.com and you can tell because they say it every five seconds. (laughs) And also, like, there's more, like, commercial than show. Even when the show is going on, you can tell, like, there just isn't a lot here. Okay. Um, And then in between, like, I don't know when the last time you watched a, like, live broadcast show where you couldn't skip the commercials. Holy shit, there was a lot of commercials. (laughs) Anyway. um, Never. um, so this was our friend Jim um, and his sister got to fly out to California. They're Japanese-American, and they got to fly out to California and find out about their great-grandparents and how, when they immigrated from uh, Japan and like the ship they came over on and the farm that they started and then what happened to them during World War II and they, they had the Japanese internment camps and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for all the padding, there were, like, really good cute nuggets of like information it would have been like a better as a web series than than as a full half hour tv oh, show it but it was cute and jim is a uh, voiceover actor okay so like it was very funny watching him on tv and he's like obviously these things that they were <laughs> learning about their family were affecting in some way but like since we know Jim personally, we know how he is, and then we see him on TV, we're like, oh, he's laying it on thick. That dude's <laughs> acting right now. <laughs> he's that, acting with a capital A. <laughs> I know how Jim talks, and that's <laughs> Acting! <laughs> and he's great, too. Like, give Jim Yamaguchi all the jobs. I mean, that dude, he's, yeah, he's one of my oldest friends. Yeah, if you need a voiceover like, actor, please look him up. I mean, if you just Google Jim Yamaguchi, you'll find his website. Yeah, and and it's it's still weird to me. Like, I mean, I used, this house was the first place I ever saw like some of Star Wars. Like, and speaking of anime, he was the one who got me into stuff like like Vampire Hunter D and whatnot. And oh, I used to hang friend. out at his house all the time, and like it's, I, I've been friends with him forever, but I haven't really been friends with his sister forever. But so like now his sister's an adult, and every time I see her, it's like bugs me the hell out because like she was this tiny little kid running around while me and Jim were playing like it's like high school kids and now she's like a grown ass adult and it's always weirds me out I'm like what (laughs) weirds me out you're old yeah old Mm. 
But anyway, yeah, it was it was still a still a fascinating little thing. And, uh, good for Jim being on TV and whatnot. But yeah, if if you're if you're out there in the market for somebody to do some voiceover acting, get Jimmy Yamaguchi. He's good stuff. This episode uh, brought to you by <laughs> hashtag not <Right>. sponsored. <laughs> um, and then I think that the only other um, like joint thing that I I should cover before I let Chris jump in is uh, Doctor Who the current season which we're a week behind on because there was a football game on this week um, you may have heard Karen screaming from what state are you guys wherever <laughs> you are you may have heard me screaming about this week's Sunday Night Football but that's a podcast for another podcast um, so we missed this week's Doctor Who but as of last week's which is halfway through this mini series event that they're doing mm-hmm. um we are entertained, and we have no idea what the fuck is going on. The show has gone so far up its own ass that we're like, huh? What? Who, who are these? What is going on? I, what? Here's, 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 where, here's where I'm going to slightly disagree. I don't think it's gone so far up its own ass because it's not, it's not pissing me off. Whereas this show has definitely gone very far up its own ass before this is more like it's gone too far down a rabbit hole whereas it's like i don't think you can keep all these plates spinning because it starts off and it's like here's a fuckload of plates i emptied out every cabinet in the house they're all spinning they're all on sticks here's all of them and then the first episode ends it's like okay i've learned nothing except that there's a lot happening right now but i'm also more entertained than I have been since uh, Chibnall and uh, took over. Like I was, I really liked a bunch of it at first. It was a little off, and I was like wanted to ca- wanted to catch its footing. I loved that episode they did with like the Daleks, which was the first thing that they had done with an, a previous Doctor Who villain. And I'm like, all right, everything's going good. And then it crawled so far up its own ass. And I, I the more I think about the last chunk of it i've really it just makes me angry especially all the stuff they did to change the doctor character into like the chosen one instead of you know the doctor uh, instead of the doctor that that whole thing every time i think about it it makes me more angry and uh, the way that they changed the doctor's past or like not even changed just solidified no there was like a whole buttload of regenerations before the first doctor and like he's the first ever time Lord or something like that. And the doctor's like the chosen one. And I don't know. It just seemed like they're really cheapened and futz with what I liked about the, the, the character and its mythology in the first place. It's like, you didn't need to answer that question. And now that you have, you're just, tied down by it. You're tied down by it. It's like they, they did damage and I'm not, uh, it makes me so mad, but this is fun. Like, for all, as convoluted as it is, and it is complicated as all heck, there's a freaking dog soldier that looks like the costume must have cost, like, 50 bucks, and it's great. Like, it is so, it is reminding me of the Doctor Who that I really enjoyed, which is the reason I like the show in the first place. Like, it's, it's fun. It's not, she's not calling anyone fam, which was really starting to piss me off. Like, that whole fam thing was bothering me, and, like... I, it's it's working like it's really working and now i'm like 
all right, so this is working now that you've 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 hit your stride after doing some damage, and uh, this is the end. So, <laughs> all right, good times. But yeah, it's not hitting me as it not it's not hitting me as pretentious. It's not hitting me as, uh, you know, just doing crazy things for the sake of doing crazy things. Like it's just having fun. Like this new companion dude is fun to watch. Um, I thought I would. I thought I was really gonna miss. Uh, was it Graham and Ryan? Graham and Ryan. And honestly, I don't like. Graham this, and Ryan. This, who? Yes, <laughs> new old white guy and uh, the doctor is a pretty pretty great combo. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm having fun with it. It's it's the most I, I feel like I'm the most entertained by it as than I have been in, in quite a while. I, so yeah, most excited you sounded. Maybe, uh, I think maybe like up its own ass was the wrong turn of phrase, but um, it's just so convoluted. Yeah, that's um, that's the word. And the feeling that I am getting off of it is that. Um, this would be awesome if you could binge it all at once. Like if this was streaming and it, all the episodes That's dropped a good at once. Point, yeah. Like you w- you weren't like waiting a week and like forgetting half of what happened and being like, what the fuck? They give you like little crumbs and nuggets in an episode, and then like you have to wait an entire week until the next episode. And sometimes they don't even pay off in the next episode. Right. <laughs> um. So like it. This is this would have been a this particular series would have been a better fit for streaming and dropped all at once rather than released week to week. And BBC America still sucks. <laughs> they still suck. They still take a little like clip of an episode and throw it in the middle of a commercial break and uh. make you think that the show is back and then they're like stay tuned. Here's some more commercials fuck off like here's a snippet from part of the episode you haven't seen yet that doesn't make sense want to see more yeah it's why i'm watching the tv show you fucking ass clowns (laughs) they do it to make you like stop fast forwarding through the commercials and then like you think oh this wasn't it well i it must be like one or two commercials away from coming back so i'm not gonna keep fast forwarding because I might miss something and have to go back and it's just easier to sit here and watch the commercials and that's why they do it because they're assholes um <laughs> don't at me anyway sounds like they think uh, we're assholes which is why they're doing it that's about it for me I'm sure Chris needs lots of time for things yeah I've been watching all kinds of fun stuff alright <clears throat> All right, let's see. Uh, my Dragon Ball Z escapades continue with John, yes. which has been especially fun uh, because Karen's been in the room for some of it. <laughs> Not by choice. Uh, the renovations at our house have begun and uh, making my office basically like unusable during the day. Less yay. So I like when the kids are in school i'm fine like i'm in the living room or the dining room working but then the kids come home and they're also in the living room and the dining room so because uh, there's less places we can all go so i am sitting there during snack time and dragon ball z <laughs> which is you know it's uh the show is incredibly gawky 
and and I mean I I love I love this show and it's 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 something I grew up with and I love the love the world that it builds the characters the mythology but it's like I don't have I don't have the actual show memorized and every time certain characters show up I start like get like getting this pit in my stomach like shit Bulma's on screen she's gonna say something like really not cool <laughs> because Dragon Ball Z is pretty not great with women like really there's some pretty they, they, they're not kind to women in that show or if Master Roshi's on screen I'm just like come on don't grab anybody's ass ah he grabbed a nurse's ass okay but they they kind of they kind of blew past it real quick I don't think John needs an explanation for this one um, so you know that stuff's that stuff's still there and that's always going to bug me at least until you get to um like the last season of the show, they actually start treating you know some they they start having some female characters worth a damn. Not that Bulma's not worth a damn. It's just like she's also an incredibly stuck up, spoiled snob, and it's like yes. she's the only female presence on the show besides Gohan's overbearing mother. And like, it's, come on, man. <laughs> I know this is '80s in Japan, but still, it's a little. Some of that's a little hard to watch today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know everything else. John's really enjoying it. He's he's loving the fights and he's loving the characters and the the story moves at a freaking snail's pace. So like he's <laughs> completely following the story because it's it's so it's like all right here's like forty five seconds of plot and now a bunch of screaming and fighting. <laughs> it's, it's a good time. Um, the other thing that's kind of making me nervous though is like there's a part coming up that's pretty gruesome and that's the part that I'm not sure what to do about like right now we've had one like legitimately gruesome thing happen but it was to an alien a namek and like they have purple blood and and whatnot so it didn't it didn't strike him as like you know crazy it didn't really hit him all that hard like a character goes behind somebody and just puts his hand through his chest and like it comes out the other side and there's there's purple blood everywhere and like all right that scene yeah but like freeze is gonna kill krillin but before he kills Krillin, he's going to, like, impale him on his head and, like, jump up and down while he's bleeding out and, like, laughing the whole time. Like, it's fucking gruesome. It's sinister. I re- like, like, yeah. yeah. It's, and that's, but that's the thing. It's, it's sinister. Like, that's what makes it so effective because, like, this is a character that you genuinely like. He's, you know, he's Krillin. He's the good guy. Yeah. And, uh, and he just hard. gets destroyed now it's fun amusingly enough he doesn't die from that because you know dende's there and he he heals him but uh you know then frieza just blows him up afterwards <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but that that particular scene is coming and like i'm that's that's gruesome and like sinister and i don't know how he's gonna feel about it and i'm not sure what to do about it it's it's probably like let's see we're on namek so everything goes slow so it's probably like a couple of months away at least <laughs> there's, there's so much to do first before Frieza even stands up like we just got to Guru so we've got to Zarbon just beat the piss out of Vegeta which is always cathartic so Vegeta's got to go heal then he's got to fight Zarbon again who's going to do that in front of Bulma who's going to get out and be like oh Zarbon he's so attractive and then he's going to turn into a monster and, and scare the shit out of her and it's like oh cool you've made Bulma even more fickle and, and shallow hooray show uh, but then the Ginyu Force is going to show up so then they got to go through the entire Ginyu Force fight 
Then Goku's gonna show up, he's gonna fight Captain Ginyu, and then he's gonna, like, you know, do the whole body switch thing, and then Goku's gonna be out of commission for a while, and then they're gonna start fighting Frieza, and then they're gonna start fighting his second form, and then they're gonna start fighting his third form, and then they're gonna start fighting his fourth form, and then Goku's gonna show up, and it's like, holy shit, this is, we're gonna be here for years. <laughs> <laughs> Namek Saga is, is long. <laughs> So he might be old enough to see this gruesome yeah, thing. True. By the time yeah, true. Yeah, he'll it. he'll be mature enough to be. It's kind of a moot point at it. this, right? <laughs> he'll be ready to graduate college by the time Frieza impales a uh, Krillin. But I don't know. It's it's stuff to think about. It's it it's it's wild. The version that we're watching, I think I mentioned it before, is is the the Dragon Box, and it's it's making me happy because it is the American voiceovers, so we don't have to contend with subtitles, but it's all the Japanese music and mm. sound effects. Mm-hmm. And that's like, it's such, it's 80s anime, you know? All that music, the, the, the really lo-fi sound quality and the sound effects is so, uh, it, it's so specific it, of that era. And I love that he's like, he knows this music now and like, the, he, he won't let me skip the intro music with, with Head Chala and uh, when they do the whole recap from the previous episode, he's humming the music along with me, and it's like, oh, it makes me so happy. <laughs> it makes me so happy. So, I mean, I'm on my phone for half the episodes because I know when, when shit's coming. I'll be like, well, they're not going to do anything for five minutes, so I'm going to see what's going on on Twitter. <laughs> like, they're going to do nothing at all. And then, like, oh, Zarbon's going to transform, and all right, let me watch him beat the ever-loving crap out of Vegeta. Oh, all right, good times. <laughs> It's fun. And back to my phone. Can I uh, throw in a kid thing that I forgot to mention? Sure. Uh, It's not uh, exactly a TV show. It's a series of shorts on Disney Plus that came out that we have been dying over. For those of you who haven't seen Frozen 2, uh, there's a part where uh, the main character group of main characters encounter a bunch of characters that were not in Frozen 1 and they're like who the hell are you and then Olaf gets up in front of them and basically recaps everything that happened in Frozen 1 and the beginning of this movie for these people <laughs> awesome. who we've just met um, and a very like comedic Olaf style Okay. Um, and so Disney took that and like decided to make a series of shorts called Olaf Presents where he <laughs> nice. tell- retells other Disney movies in his signature style, and it's fucking hysterical. We like binge them. They're like five minutes a piece, and I think there's five of them or something. So we binge them all together with the kids. Here's it the was, very important question. Yes. Would it go well with Forky? Yeah, I, I swear to God, I was thinking exact same thing. Like that. We still me. haven't seen the Forky stuff because we haven't watched Toy Story four. Yeah. Forky, Forky asks a question. I don't I can, know. <laughs> I can only imagine that yes, it would go well together with that. But ben they do what? Lion King, Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid, Lion Moana, King. and Aladdin. I think. And Tangled. Oh, and Tangled. Oh, this sounds amazing. Um, I need to see yeah, this. That's pretty great. That's what her quote from the beginning was. You'll yes. be half a fish and you'll like it. <laughs> that's Ariel's dad. You'll be half a fish and you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> and like. They're extremely quotable, and now, like, John is the age where he, like, gets quoting things can get you a laugh, and so he does it, or, like, he just does it to amuse himself, and, like, but he'll just, like, bust out something and, you know, crack me up. Nice. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, pretty cool. 
I yeah, guess I should so. finally see Frozen, huh, hon? If you want to. They're, they're, they're good. They're, they're good they're Disney right. They're not, like, top tier, but they've got some, they got some good moments in them. Uh, they, they've got some good music. they got some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I you like Disney this. movies, see Frozen, because that's what they are. They're, they're, yeah. They are friggin' Disney musicals. I knew all of those songs before actually watching the movies because of the little girls that like by the apartment in the like in the complex that I used to live in they would all be outside like literally right outside my apartment just running around screaming and hooting and hollering and singing those songs endlessly that's right Evan knows the little girls that didn't sound creepy at all when he started telling that story yeah yeah follow them around It sounds like he's still mad at them, but really, Evan, you should probably just let it go. <laughs> let it go, little girl. I, wait, hold on. I gotta find the Discord chat so I can hang up. Um. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. All right. Let's see. Anyway, what else we got? Um, uh, we've been continuing lock and key. Uh, oh. We got to a. Did you guys poke nope. around with that at all? Not yet. No. All Not right. Yet. I mean, I won't spoil much of anything. We got to a we got to a pretty fun cliffhanger. I really want to see what happens next. But the uh, then Cowboy Bebop came out and was like, "All right, we got to watch some of this before this week's episode, so we can talk about it." But Lock and Keys has still been pretty great. It's I don't recognize any of this plot stuff at all, so it's pretty neat. So it's new to me. If yeah, it just feels new to me in a way that the previous season didn't. Because like the previous season season was like. You know they're they're effectively doing the same story, but they're cramming a whole lot of it into one season and skipping over a bunch of stuff. And then at the very end of it, they introduced one of the aspects that they completely skipped over in season one. Like, well, what the fuck are you going to do with this now? And apparently, they're going to do a bunch of neat new stuff. So that's been fun. Uh, I've been I've been really enjoying it, and I can't wait to see how the how this season ends. But uh, let's see. Before I, I, I finish, I figure we'll finish on Cowboy Bebop. Yes, uh, sounds good. I want. I was floating through Twitter the other day, and I saw somebody post a screenshot from Police Squad. It made me laugh out loud, and I was like, well, I'm just going to watch an episode of Police Squad over lunch. But the, <laughs> the quote was like Leslie Nielsen inside somebody's office, like, who are you? How did you get in here? I'm a locksmith, and I'm a locksmith. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Leslie Nielsen. Fantastic. So I watched it just to, I picked like episode four or something of Police Squad. There's like what six episodes of that show? Something Absolutely like that. brilliant. The show is just insanely hilarious. I watched it over lunch the other day. I was cracking up. I want to watch the rest of those over lunch over the next like several weeks. I'll probably pick like one or two a week to watch over lunch because man, that show is funny. <laughs> uh, the other one that I've been watching, uh, I've been trying to, I've been doing this at night. Uh, like trying to take like one before bed i'm only like three in uh but i finally started watching fully coolly progressive because uh you know the original show is inexplicably one of my favorite animes it just it hit at this point in my life where the music resonated with me so much and the story is nonsense but the animation is so gorgeous the, like the combination of the animation and the uh, like the art direction and the music was just enough to make me love this show way more than makes sense to me. <laughs> but I just freaking love the original Fooly Cooly. Um, and then they did the sequel series, and I never got around to watching them. 
so uh i don't know what what struck me about it but i i had like some time a few like at some point before going to bed or something and i said you know what i'm gonna use this time to try this fully coolly season two out let's see what that's that's like and uh i started watching it and it's pretty good it's definitely more fully coolly it's not hitting me the same way that the first season did because there's this like weird magic about season one but it's you know the same voice actress is playing haruko and it's really just great seeing that character in motion again and it's got a weird plot once again that's kind of making sense and it looks like it's tying into the previous season so i'm curious kind of how it's gonna fill up that connective tissue but it got me on this major pillows kick <laughs> oh my god nothing but pillows in the house whenever he's in control of the stereo the uh so welcome. anybody doesn't know the, the band who did the music for fully coolie <laughs> was the pillows and i bought back when fully coolie aired in america on uh, adult swim i wound up buying the soundtracks <laughs> and like i just loved that music to death and that was before regularly being able to just like pick stuff off the internet as as cohesive as you could now right so i got like three or four other songs from the pillows that were i not assigned to any like specific albums or anything and that was like all i had but then i was like whoa I wonder if Evan can get me music. <laughs> so Evan got me all of the pillows. And like, now I know where not only all the songs from the first season of fully Cooly, like their actual albums that they came from, which is super fascinating to me hearing them in context of the albums that they were written for, because I've only ever known them in the context of those soundtracks and when they happen in the show. But like, so now I'm listening to these albums from like the late nine, the mid to late nineties that the pillows did where these songs all came from in the context of the albums that they were written for. And it's really, really freaking cool. Um, and then of course there's, so I'm discovering all this new pillows music, music, including newer stuff that they, you know, they released on albums between, these new seasons of Fully Cooly in 2019 and the series that aired originally. So like, I'm hearing all this new music by, by this band that I adore. Like, cause seriously, I mean, I absolutely love this band and these three soundtrack CDs were, I played them to death and I, I absolutely love them. And I can't believe I've never really gone back and said, you know what? I should really start buying their albums and really listening to more of their music. I can't believe I've never gotten around to doing it until now, but uh, now I have, and it's just been been wonderful listening to all this music that Evan got me. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna stick with the show just to kind of see where it goes. Um, I don't think it's gonna ultimately match how I felt about the original show because, like, it just it just happened at this weird point in my life where it landed perfectly. But um, so you're saying fully, fully progressive is that seasons like seasons within fully, fully, or is it a whole different season? Yeah, season two is called Fully Cooly Progressive. Okay. And then season three is Fully Cooly whatever the hell. I don't remember what the other one is. Um, but yeah, well, I don't know if it's, I don't know if, is the show actually called Fully Cooly or FLCL? I don't it's know. FLCL. Yeah. Because, like, it's written FLCL, but then anytime it's, like, when they, when they were airing it on Adult Swim, they would call it Fully Cooly. Yep. And, like, that's a thing they say in the show. And, I don't know, the whole thing's weird. But. It is weird. I'm, it's surprising to hear you talk about it because I had a friend try really hard to get me into it because they thought I would react the way that you did. I did not. 
I didn't it's like it. It's freaking weird, man. <laughs> well, it, I had yeah. us do an episode on this show ages ago, and I had no expectations that anyone else besides me would enjoy it. But like, there are certain there are certain bits of it that I find just just jaw droppingly gorgeous. Like, oh, the animation where, was beautiful. It pissed me off that I didn't like it more because I was like, this is. I should like this. Like, this should be a thing that I like. And I was like, but I don't. Couldn't get into it. Yeah, because the story's nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it's it's complete and utter nonsense for sure. But there's these moments where, like, in the in the first series of the show, like, where he, he pulls the guitar out and hits the baseball that's the asteroid that's headed toward Earth. <laughs> and, like, it lines up with this song called Crazy Shun- Sunshine just amazingly and it's the sky turns red and it's it, it doesn't make any sense but it's gorgeous and i i, I just th- think the whole thing's jaw-dropping but i would not blame anybody for not liking it i'm not even sure why i like it as much as i do because i feel like i shouldn't because of how freaking weird the rest of it is but i don't know all i remember is the robot coming out of his forehead right yeah that's the whole thing like yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's just weird for me. Yeah, there's a whole thing with, like, you hit... These people can hit somebody and then use their heads as, like, an interdimensional portal to pull things out of. But it's also got a lot of really weird sexual undertones. It's, like... It's all over the freaking place, man. Speaking of anime that I learned about from Cartoon Network and Adult Swim, let's talk about Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Well, I don't think there's any arguing that the music is still great. Oh, yes. The music is still great. Um, I'm curious, how did you guys feel about the episode you watched? Evan, you go first. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I was, like, oddly surprised that they actually did... They're redoing it. They're just... Or at least the first episode was a live version of, you know, of the... First. For the most part, yeah, that yeah. was the first episode of the show. I, yeah. That surprised me. I thought it was going to be new content, um, and it was neat to see live action versions of a cartoon that did not seem super cartoony to me. It's just it's hard for me to mm-hmm. explain, but um, I enjoyed it. I thought they did a a, a, a good job. Hun, not a fan. <laughs> I feel like uh, it's a hit, a, a swing and a miss. I feel like they tried. I appreciate the efforts that they're making, um, but I felt as though uh, I, now I should also clarify. Like I have not seen the whole anime, so maybe I'm missing some aspects of the characters that um, are being portrayed r- early on in this show. That you know, maybe I'm missing the essence of that now because i haven't seen as much but um to me it felt like there was something so fluid about spike in the animated version and this live action version of him feels a little bit more stiff like it doesn't feel as fluid it doesn't feel um quite the same for a character and some of the acting it felt weird like it felt like acting and i know like sometimes what happens with stuff that's an adaptation of an anime um 
the actors will intentionally do that kind of thing, at least in like uh, J dramas and Korean stuff that I've watched. Um, but this didn't feel like the intentional overacting of one of those shows. It actually felt to me like just overacting. Um, and I did not feel compelled. Like I was actually doing other things while the episode was on it. I, I it didn't even hold my intention enough to like really invest myself fully in watching the episode. Um, even some of the fight scenes, I felt like some of the fighting was, I don't know, like it, it was cool to watch some of it. And then there were other times where I was like, wow, I feel like I could actually see the stunt like happening. Like it, it looked like a stunt. It looked rehearsed. Um, and it looked like some of it, I was like, I, I, I just could tell that that was choreographed and like, that kind of sucked for me because I don't know if maybe I was just not in the right headspace to be watching it or um, that is actually the case and maybe it's intentional or I, I don't know maybe I'm just being too critical but like I wasn't excited to go to the next episode and I really did not expect to feel that way like I thought I was going to be super into this um, so yeah so that's that's kind of what my takeaway was on the first episode it's not like lock and key where i viscerally am like no i don't want this um i will definitely continue giving it a try i i just it didn't grab me the way that i i guess i thought it was going to um <laughs> that, it's funny to hear you say that because i was certain this was going to be your reaction really <laughs> A hundred percent certain. I was like, "Yeah, she's not gonna like this." <laughs> Why? It just—it struck me as the kind of thing that you would just not enjoy. Pretty much everything you're saying about it does not surprise me in the least to hear from you. See, but that's so weird to me because, like, I thought like this, like the martial arts and the anime is super cool. Like the the drama is super compelling the characters are really interesting and they're still caricatures of like you know because it's still anime like i don't know i'm i was surprised and i'm surprised that you weren't <laughs> and i'm also like going on. slight pet peeve but like i don't like the way they did Faye's hair because i kind of thought that they could have made it a little bit purpler just saying as a person with extremely purple hair i know it was possible <laughs> purple <laughs> A little bit more purple. Because, I mean, I'm going to freaking monologue for a while. So We know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, my baseline for Cowboy Bebop is that I've seen it before. I've maybe seen it twice. But I don't have that strong nostalgic nostalgic, um, attachment to it that um, the rest of some of you may have. Um, And I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun to watch. Uh, I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed the banter and the chemistry between them. Um, Everything that I like, it was like bringing up vague, like wafting recollections of like, oh, yeah, this was in the show. Like, I remember this a little bit. Um, And I kind of like the way they did, you know, like the casino that was that was cool um there were just scenes where it was just kind of like like i could see the cartoon inspiration but also like i see what they did with it and i i felt like they did a good job with it and that's me being a person who is not again 
very attached to the original, so I'm a bad source for like how good of an adaptation it is. But I thought all three of the the three main leads were good. Um, not a huge fan of the like bad guy with the long white hair. Like he was annoying, but I think he's supposed to be annoying. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that is about all I have to say that's of any value. All right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. <laughs> all right, I'll try, to, I'll try to keep my thoughts to a minimum. Um, I overall am very much enjoying it uh, because I, want, I, I just went in with some pretty different expectations. I know exactly what you're talking about, Angie, with the fight scene that's like, yeah, that was choreographed. I saw that. Like, mm-hmm. I knew exactly what you were saying. But other fight scenes have been very much not that. So, like, I felt like I was one specific one, I think, in that first scene in the casino that I looked at and was like, yeah, I was a little rough, man. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> you could have done better. Yeah. But the other ones have very much impressed me. Um, I, just like Karen, I love the banter between... Um, Spike and Jet, I think those two are great together. That and I was good. It was pretty great too. Like that's great. Um, but you're 100 percent right. As a character, uh, Spike was way more. He he, he more fluid. I guess is is just kind of what what we're what I'm talking about. Like John Cho's fighting like he's in a a, a kung fu movie, mm-hmm. and uh, Spike was like an extremely zen Bruce Lee and. Yep. I think it's the medium. Like, I don't think you can do that. I just well, don't you think you, have, I, like, I don't think that would translate. Think about Drunken Master. Like, think about like Jackie Chan. Like, you can ha- like Spike Lee's or Spike Lee. Jeez, Spike's <laughs> not Spike Lee. That's Spike Spiegel. Movie. Yeah, totally different. Totally like, different. Sorry. Now I want to see Sp- that. <laughs> Spike Lee's Drunken Master. <laughs> I meant Spike Lee's Cowboy Bebop. No, Spike Spiegel, sorry, is is a a very different fighting style. But I would say that when I, from what I have seen, his movements would remind me a little bit more of a drunken fighting style or something that has like a little bit more fluidity, like Tai Chi. Um, and I think Aikido, which is one where you use like people. I was going to say Aikido, where you're using uh, that was his whole thing, where it's all mm-hmm. about using your opponent's force against them. Right. That was kind of his thing. And he's fighting a little bit more, just uh, more offensive. Um, yes. And at and, this point, and like, I, I, again, I, I'm not going to not like, I just, you guys know, I typically get excited. Like if there's fighting in good, good fight scenes, good martial arts, mm-hmm. I get, I get pretty into stuff. And for me to not be grabbed by this, when so much of that character is built around that, aspect like i was Mm -hmm. i was very surprised um i do like a lot of other things about it but yeah i would say i'm glad that you understand where i'm coming from i'm just like i guess i'm slightly disappointed in me because i don't feel like it's something the show is doing wrong i just feel like it's my response i mean well i I think that's the thing is that the show isn't it depends on what you want to get out of it like I can't shake the feeling that this is all incredibly pointless because it's not doing anything better than the anime, but it is fascinating for me to watch. I was talking about much about this. Like I'm never going to watch this again, yeah. but I'm really enjoying watching it now. Like, I'm going to go back to the anime def- mm-hmm. definitely because I, I tend to do that every couple of years. It's wonderful, but this one, it's stretching them into hour long episodes. Um, 
the anime was an hour long and uh, this is a it's it what's what's making me find it entertaining is that this was clearly made by people who love cowboy bebop like it doesn't strike me as something that was made like just to try and cash in on something it mm. looks like there was a lot of reference put into this because there's a lot of goofy stuff going on and it's not all like this is here because it looks cool and for absolutely no other reason like it's going for that kind of weird half anime look and i appreciate Mm -hmm. that and also everyone seems to be having fun and that's what that's coming through in their performances even when i'm not almost everyone i'll I'll get to that in a minute (laughs) uh that that's what's really keeping me going pretty much everything that it's involved uh, spike jet and faye has been great to me. I've just been genuinely enjoying it. Even when it's like it's Spike's not quite matching the Spike from the show for the anime, but I also like this Spike. Like mm-hmm. I've already reconciled like this is just isn't going to be the same Spike. Mm-hmm. Jet on the other hand is freaking me out because he <laughs> sounds exactly like <laughs> that cartoon voice actor. The American cartoon voice actor for Spike, he sounds freakishly like him and it's bugging me out uh in a good way i just i I love listening to him talk but like man in that first episode when spike impersonated him (laughs) they they get those those little moments between the two of them really well and i like what they did with Faye as a character she seems a little bit less crappy crappy anime character like Faye was still great but she wasn't as well developed as the other ones i think in Mm. certain ways like I don't want to say realistic, but like likable, and she's still kind of a shit, but in a really <laughs> likable kind of way, not like kind of a weak sort of way. Um, yeah, you know, anime is not always great to women, and I love her new outfit. I, yeah, I love the fact so that cool. she's wearing clothes. That's great. I found it a little weird that she went toe to toe with Spike in a fight, because um, like that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> like Spike's supposed to be like a kind of insanely good fighter and Faye that was never really her thing so like that she went toe to toe with him in a, in a fight was kind of weird to me but whatever then they, they tied her up in the, the bathroom and, and it made me laugh I, I, I loved it <laughs> I, I, I loved that um, and the look is again it's it's odd I the, the purple hair didn't bug me because I, fe- I kind of felt like I guess it really, you have more experience with purple hair than I do, obviously, <laughs> but the amount of purple that's in her hair is what I always imagined it looking like in the show, because, you know, when you're at her, her hair had so much black in the way it was drawn because they're so frequently in space mm-hmm. and like, so seeing it in actual natural lighting, I guess that's what I always, that that's the level of purple I always imagined it would be. So that's that 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 that's one point I'll kind of disagree with you on, but I think it's all interpretation because we're talking about, you know, interpreting drawings into live action. So, well, I think also, it's, if I can. Oh, go ahead, Karen. If I can chime in, because hair is something I know something about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, since her um, costume was more like realistic to life than her anime costume, I feel like her hair is that version is 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 the same version of that it's like okay this is this is what this character's purple hair would look like if she were 
the type of person to wear the type of outfit that she's wearing in the live action. That's like interesting. Her, yeah. um, she doesn't seem like the kind of person who would put so much maintenance into her hair that it would always be like this amazing, you know, vibrant purple and full coverage and all of that. It would be like, she fucked around with some purple and it, <laughs> she thought it was pretty cool, but she really doesn't have time to keep up with that kind of shit. So her hair wouldn't be meant to be purple as in like that's her hair color it would have been dyed in the show like in the anime well i don't think it's like, fashionable it's it's just the function of the hair like i don't think she's doing it for to well look no because if a person the thing is like oh, this is like so specific i didn't care enough that i felt that this needed to be the conversation but just to be clear i've had multiple different kinds of purple so you can have like a more black hair color that has like a purple sheen to it and then you can have like what she had which to me just kind of looked like an artificial almost like a spray-in hair color type thing now again i didn't watch the episode closely but there were just a few times where i looked at it in the light and i was like eh like it could have looked there there were other ways that it could have been done and that's only because I know this from experience and from studying this kind of thing because I've done it to myself or helped others to accomplish it. Not really a big deal, like is not a deal breaker for her look at all. I loved everything else about her costume. I just thought it was a weird choice in the casting or like in the in the costume design like I think if if I if I read something that gave me an explanation as to like why it was done or like what the choices were, I I would be cool with it. Like it's not I don't know. I'm not like, oh, it, it's bad. Like, it's amateur. Like, no, I, I'm literally just like, oh, it was a weird choice. And, like, I just wish it was a little more purple because that would have been cool. That's it. Fair enough. So, yeah, overall, I'm digging it. I like the look. I like the way the spaceships look. I like how they're using the original show's music in interesting ways. Like, it's not all in the same place. Right. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, and you guys, he was like, gleefully clapping when certain tracks would come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. I love this show's it's soundtrack. Cute. It's it's so I this is another one my my DVD box set for Bebop came with a the soundtrack CD. So like I've been listening to this music outside of the show for for decades now and it's it's so good and I love that. Uh here's what I don't like is pretty much everything with Vicious and Julia is just terrible. Yes, is <laughs> brutally awful. I am enjoying the uh, hamminess of a lot of the 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 delivery, <laughs> except with vicious, uh, vicious the the stuff with vicious Spike and Julia always struck me as some of the weaker stuff in the original show. If it were to like really just look at it in a vacuum, but it was insanely effective because there was exactly enough of it. It was just the right because they it was just there in the background the whole time. There were these self-contained things and there was this weird shit with the syndicate and vicious and spikes past going on in the background the whole time. This one, they're like, now vicious is a character and he's married to Julia, uh, which is weird. And um, he's going to have like all kinds of feelings and stuff. And (laughs) in the show, vicious was he was vicious. He was this mostly silent force of nature asshole with a sword. That like he was just evil, and that was all you needed to know about him. He's a bad guy named Vicious for crying out loud! Like, mm-hmm. 
what that else was do you all need? there needed to be. Yeah. And now it's just like he's he's having it out with the syndicate. He's apologizing and he's showing humility and he's trying to convince Julia that he loves him and stuff. Like, what the hell are you doing? This is so completely unnecessary. Like the whole show is unnecessary. But somebody somewhere <laughs> said, you know what? We're going to try to do this in live action. We've got the budget for it. Fuck it. Let's give it a try. It'll be fun. And it is fun. It's a fun experiment. And I'm enjoying it. Keep having fun with it. This weird expansion of Vicious's character, though, is like, it is rubbing me every kind of the wrong way. Like, Julie was always kind of a nothing character to begin with. Um, so if they were going to flesh anybody out, like, flesh out the love of Spike's life. Because Spike's a fascinating character, and he fell in love with a box of cardboard. And <laughs> Vicious is just like, ask asshole with a sword, who I think was jealous of Spike because of Julia. Uh, there was definitely something between the three of them, but not this. And, and I, I'm not enjoying it at all. I don't like any piece of that. I, I It's not entirely sure I don't like any piece of it. I like how they're kind of weaving the episodes together a little bit with the syndicate-related stuff. Because the second episode was the teddy bomber, the mm -hmm. dude who was like blowing up shit with the teddy bears. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And they kind of tied a little bit of that into the syndicate as well. So, like... That's what's kind of showing uh, the syndicate and Vicious that Spike's still alive. Um, and they're calling uh, Spike Fearless, which I think is neat. I don't remember that from the original show. I could be I wrong. I was going to ask you because I'm like, I don't, that's not familiar to me at all, but I'm a terrible source for that. And like, I've watched the show dozens of times, but I don't remember Spike having the name Fearless before. And I think that's really cool because, like, it made sense because he used to work with Vicious. So, like, Vicious was his, his the other side. He was always, like, the other side of Spike, like, the other side of that coin. So that he would have the name Fearless and Vicious is Vicious. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but I don't, I don't remember that from the original show. But I do think that's a neat change. Outside of that, though, everything they're pouring on with Vicious is really pissing me off. <laughs> it's, like, it, it's, it's not nearly enough to make me stop enjoying the show. And I'm not going to say, like, oh, I freaking love this. It's it's fantastic it's a masterpiece it's like it's neat i'm it's a lot of fun i'm having a lot of fun watching it but that's as far as it's not holding the same kind of meaning to me as the original one it's just like wow they're actually doing this shit in live action that's pretty cool check it out i can't wait to see ein yeah i can't wait to see ed i know i've seen the pictures of ed online apparently ed shows up like in the season finale or whatever oh, i was wondering okay yeah, I don't know if you've seen the pictures. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. it's a very literal interpretation yeah, of Ed, it, which is it, not as, it's as weird. As you and I were discussing earlier, I had seen it, and like, even though the show is a cartoon, they're doing everything, and it's not cartoony. Like even Jax, mm -hmm. like he's he's got a metal arm, he's got a plate on his face. It's not, and those mutton chops. It's still not coming off cartoony. Then I saw the imagery of Ed, and I went, huh, it looks like someone tried to draw Ed realistically. Because, like, the only way Ed <laughs> worked in the original show was, like, Ed was a, was freaking Bugs Bunny in the middle of a live-action yes. <laughs> show, right? Like, pretty much everything in Cowboy Bebop wasn't done crazy exaggerated, but Ed moved like a cartoon character. Like yeah. her limbs bend in all kinds of weird directions. Like Ed was a freaking goofy ass thing, but 
I, and, and again, I'm pretty sure, and I, I haven't seen it, but I think the context is going to help with that a little bit because I think, I think Spike meets Ed in like when he's half unconscious or something. So it's supposed to look really weird and jarring. Okay. And if they're, I read an interview where they said that if they're going to, if they're lucky enough to get a season two, they're going to, you know, explore more of the Ed stuff. And I think that's an interesting way to way to go. They really, they wanted to establish the three mains before they brought Ed on. And that's kind of sort of the way it worked in the show too. Like Ed wasn't there in the beginning. Right. And uh, so I'm okay with that. I, I just, I think it's a, I've said from the beginning, like how, how do you do Ed? How do you do that in live action? Cause like, I can't say this is the wrong way to do it. Cause I can't even imagine what the right way is. Yeah. So I don't we'll know. See. So I have to see it. I'm really looking forward to getting there and seeing it in 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 action because I'm not gonna like just watch the scene like a goober. I'm not gonna do that. Spoiler for myself. Mm-hmm. I want to see the whole thing through. So I don't know. It's campy. It's ridiculous, and I think it's fun. I I, I don't know that I'm gonna call it good, but it's definitely a. It's, it's got its heart in the right place, and that goes a long way for me. So going forward, do you think I'm going to continue to have the same feelings that you apparently knew I was going to have? I don't know. Because okay. we're only, we only watched two episodes. We only got one more than you. So I don't know where it's going from here. I might hate it in three episodes. Who knows? I want it to get drastically worse for her for some reason. Like I want, her, I want to see <laughs> wow. visual Harsh. hatred of it. Like throw things at the TV. And while I sit there just, eh, whatever, it's a show kind of thing. Like, yeah, I don't I'm going to say my the way that I've been enjoying it, and I guess... First off, you said you'd never finished the the anime. No, like we should do, do that. that first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, do you do that first, and that that makes the show yeah considerably do that worse? and then maybe go back to this. Don't waste your time with this. There's an actual masterpiece for you to watch. This is like this is a kid with crayons trying to draw the Michelangelo's David. Like, it's like okay, but the, go look at the real one. All right, this is neat, and I'm glad it's here. You're having a good time. Good for you. Pat on the head. But like, the real one's there. Netflix has got it. Just just do that. Do that before you do any more of this. And if you do go back to this, just go on, go in with the mindset of just try and just try and change the way you're looking at it. Like, this isn't meant to replace this or anything. This is this is just bizarro world version of that. And try to take it for what it is. That that's the best advice I have because that's all I'm doing. I'm not expecting great. I was not expecting great things out of this. There was always something a little. Right, we've been saying been, been tentatively uh, optimistic about right. it, but and like it's it's succeeding on that front. But I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I'm going to keep watching it. Yeah, I do want to be clear. Us. I didn't go into it thinking like, oh, this is going to be like the anime. Like I just I had like no expectations because I don't know enough about the anime to really have expectations. But it was just. It didn't grab me, and I was surprised because I thought with everyone else and all the excitement that they had, and that it's based off such a good anime, I was just surprised. But apparently, I'm predictable. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what she takes out of that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Chris knows. Good times. All right. Well, uh, I think with that, we should take ourselves a quick break. Uh, and when we come back, we are going to talk about... Uh, the news, which there has been some of. Yes. Just a little. Just a bit. Just a little. You're listening to this week's episode from geekade.com. Stick around. 
And now, here's a quick look at some of the other original content, available now from our partners and Geekade.com. First up, on an all-new Weekend Rental podcast, the gamers close out their massive Metroid discussion and look to the future of both the Uncharted movies and Xbox's marvelous Game Pass. And if that isn't enough to get your genes steaming, fierce competition ensues in round two of the Smash Music Quiz. Be sure to tune in to Weekend Rental episode 112, The Gamers Enter Uncharted Territory. Oh hurt my heart next up halloween may be well behind us but that doesn't mean you can't still enjoy a castlevania game in fact there's no wrong time to enjoy a little castlevania at the grocery store castlevania on the toilet castlevania at your (laughs) at your friend's dog's funeral castlevania (laughs) what of the super nes classic castlevania dracula x is there a bad time to play that game? Greg and Joe dove into a bizarro port of Rondo of Blood to determine its worth. Is it more than a miserable pile, little pile of secrets? Find out on the SNES Podcast 176, Castlevania, Dracula X. Finally, on an all-new Stone Age countdown, Chris ranked the top five Ninja Gaiden games. Now I know what you're thinking. Oh, he ranked the top five Ninja Ga- Gaiden games. That's cool. I hope Ninja Gaiden 2 for NES made the list. But if that's what you're expecting, you'd be wrong. Because he didn't rank the top five Ninja Gaiden games. He ranked the top five Ninja Gaiden games. As in, the top five games literally called Ninja Gaiden. Because there are enough of those to actually make a top five list. So do Chris and yourself a favor and check out the Stone Age Countdown Top 5 Ninja Guidance on the Stone Age Gamer YouTube channel. For all this great content and more from us and our partners, be sure to keep your eyes on geekade.com. All right. Hey, we're back. Ooh. We're back and better than ever, but you know what? Not what's not back is why the last man. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't watch it. Now I know I don't have to. I'm just going to pretend it never existed. So why the last man? According to Variety.com, why the last man was canceled by FX. Hey, we're doing news, by the way. Uh, so speed round, I mean, people. I'm not sure that there's. I didn't read the article. I'm not sure I have to uh, because I feel like the headline says it all. It's, um, I mean, for anyone who is like me, who's been like kind of meh about the show, um, basically what I've seen is that the reviews on the show overall are actually pretty good. A lot of it has turned out to be more about timing and uncertainty of the future of the show, uh, and the fact that there were a lot of issues getting the show up off the ground because apparently this has been in production since like 2015 or 16, uh, with just delay after delay. And, um, yeah, it looks like uh, in 2015 it, the pilot was uh, the rights were picked up, and then the pilot was supposed to be started in 2018. Um, so it's just been one thing after another, and then the series was ordered in February uh, 2019. Um, so I, I did a little poking around on this just because I wanted to know if there was any explanation, and it looks like a lot of it just has to do with the timing 
uh, kind of screwing up schedules for everybody and just making mm-hmm. production more expensive. Um, and I do think that some of this really is the fact that like some of the writing was just not great like i looked up another article by hollywood reporter and it said that they had like a 73 percent rating among critics and a 67 percent score with rotten tomatoes which i feel like is pretty decent um but overall my feeling is like i'm really glad that it was so strongly female supported because they had a lot of writers directors and just production crew that were female and that's awesome like I'm very excited to know that that was a part of it, but I think that this adaptation was lacking. Uh, and again, I didn't even bother finishing it, so the fuck do I know? I, was it Why the Last Man, the comic written by a dude? Yeah, it's written by Brian K. Okay. Vaughn, my favorite okay. writer. Okay. <laughs> Just my favorite comic sure writer. totally yeah. negated that because... Well, because the thing is, like the 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 whole comic is like the premise of this sh- this comic is that like it's you know all women running the world now, and I thought that it was kind of cool when I read about the production of the show being largely run by women, um, and then just seeing that the show has flopped, like I I can't I don't really understand everything that went into this so i'm not just going to be like well that's what happens like bleh. no i don't know i it's just not i didn't enjoy it and i think that it, it kind of stagnated but it's not coming back so now i don't care now i'm gonna watch it and figure out why i still hate it uh i have some breaking news here uh, <laughs> thanks to the the television channel over on our discord uh and honestly dean's opinion on it are really just <sighs> All right, IGN reports, Bel Air, first teaser of the Fresh Prince reboot, recreates the iconic theme song. <laughs> this show is being rebooted as a drama. What? And Dean's response was, stop, no, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this? Because it's not in this week's episode. No, it's on the television channel. Uh, Matt much wanted to talk about Cowboy Bebop in the the, the TWEP channel. And I said, like, let's not spoil anything on here. Let's go somewhere else. And so Dean reinstated the television channel, which has been incredibly uh, active since that happened. And I'm trying to I want to try to steer things back over to TWEP from there um, because, you know, I, I like things going to the TWEP channel. But, yeah, we had a whole big conversation about, like, what was better, Nickelodeon or Disney or something like that. And. It was fun, but yeah. So, um, okay. yeah, I, I, I no. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and say no. Yeah, I'll. I'll That's all I no. have to say. No. No thanks. <laughs> this Pass. is the, the Fresh Prince. Does it? I don't feel that Fresh Prince needs to be rebooted as a gritty drama. Uh, I don't feel like Fresh Prince needs to be rebooted. <clears throat> but hey, everything needs to be rebooted apparently. So and gritty. <laughs> yeah, and and gritty. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Variety. This is this is a weird one. I don't know how to feel about this. This makes me this makes me nervous. Uh, History of the World Part Two Variety Series ordered at Hulu. Mel Brooks to write and executive produce. <laughs> I am so excited and so fucking curious to see how they pull this off. It's yes. been a long time. <laughs> I want to see Hitler on ice. <laughs> I've been promised that for many, many years. 
God damn it, Jews Mel Brooks delivers. Jews in space, Hitler on ice. Uh, you know the classics. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, the only thing that makes me nervous about this is Mel Brooks's age. Like yeah. I have no doubt Mel Brooks can do this, but how much longer is Mel Brooks going to be around? That was literally going through my head, and I was like, "Don't be the one to say it." Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I mean, that dude's like 150, and that guy has lived. <laughs> so. Well, apparently, the writing happens uh, or happened in October. Like the writing room uh, was supposed to start, and then production is slated to begin in spring. So hopefully, that means that all of the writing and important stuff is mostly worked out already and everything will be great ah shit it, I didn't realize the original came out in 1981 this movie's as old as I am <laughs> well wow. I've never seen it so I guess I can add that to really? the list too yep. do I've never put that on nope. yeah do you, I, I, I'm not going to say like what how dare you but this, def- this is definitely a do yourself a favor one. This is a uh, explains why you didn't laugh at my stand up philosopher joke. <laughs> Sorry, that's okay. Watch the movie and then you'll laugh. Yeah, I mean, is, I like this is Mel a true classic. Yeah, I don't know why I've never seen it. I've just never. It's just never come up. Like it's. We people, will rectify yeah. that situation. Thanks, babe. Yeah, and I haven't seen it since like high school. So that's that's way too long. I need to see this again. Classic. There you go. All right. No, that that. That's a good thing. Yeah. It can only it, it's a good thing. It just it just scares me for for a number to, of reasons like you've now had 40 years of of build up. Like can it possibly live up to the See, but the here's hype? the thing. It was for it's not a continuous 40 years of build up. It is x amount of years of build up. Then we forgot that it was supposed to be a thing and it was just a funny joke at the end and then 40 years later we went, "What the fuck? What? A variety? What?" Okay, I'm on board. By the way, Mel Brooks is 95 years old. Oh my God. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently he's still sharp enough to write, so do I'm, it. Carl, Carl Reiner is gone, and this is my problem. Yeah. <sighs> All right, next up. What do we got? Where are we at? Next up, CBR.com. <laughs> this, is, this, was a, this was a fun thing that I followed for like a day before I decided I was out. Uh, mm-hmm. Batwoman's Ruby Rose reveals horrifying set conditions, slams WBTV chief Berlanti pro- chief and Berlanti productions. Um, so Ruby Rose goes on. She laid bare a whole lot of things that uh, uh, the, the CW and stuff treated her really wrong. Because okay. um, that's not what she said at the beginning, right? If I remember correctly, she was just saying like this: "If this is too much for me," or I thought she just yeah. When yeah. she left the show, yeah. she didn't mention any of this this stuff. Okay. Um, what? Uh, and I I don't I didn't I didn't copy and paste the link like I should have. But like, not long after this story came out, there were some <clears> other <throat> people that worked on the production that were like, "This woman was a nightmare to work with." Mm-hmm. So. I got to assume that the truth is somewhere between the two of them. Like it's a, you know, it's a TV show and they working conditions are never as good as you want them to be on, on stuff like this. Uh, especially on, you know, a, a network that, that cranks out the cranks out the products, you know? Uh, but at the same time, like, You've got other people that say that the, uh, that Ruby Rose was not an easy person to work with. So I mean, I'm sure shit did not go well for her, and I'm sure that there was some degree of bad conditions. 
but I don't know. I mean, I don't personally know what to make of it. And then I decided I didn't care. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't like know when I first read it, of course, if you know, everything she's saying is true is exactly the way she says it. Of course, that's horrible. Um, the thing that I wonder is if it's systemic of Bob Berlanti productions, then why isn't anybody else saying the same thing? Like, mm-hmm. that dude made a lot of shows for the CW in the last 10 years. Like, a lot. All of them. Didn't like he make all, all of them? of them, basically. <laughs> and if this was really as bad as she's saying, and this production company is bad as she's saying, like, in these kinds of situations, you would typically see some other people start to fall in line behind her and be like, yeah, man, here's my story, too. Like, usually some dominoes start falling. But I didn't see any of that. And this so, came out nearly a month ago, this this article. Yeah. So. so either the CW is real good at hushing stuff up eventually, or I'm not saying that I'm not saying that she didn't go through some bad situations. I'm definitely not saying that, but this is also not the first I've heard of Ruby Rose being a difficult person to work with, so I don't know. Yeah, like That's I'm just thing. curious to know why she like I don't know. Timing is always so interesting to me because like even at the end of the article they re- they revisit like the timeline of like she left, she was pretty quiet about it and just like it wasn't a good fit. Then it was like a few days later she kind of had like a statement about it and then it's like several months later she comes out about it and it's like I'm wondering like what made her say something now. Um and also like if it's if this is related to anything else that may have relevant timing like did she get kicked off another project of some kind and maybe now she's coming out to be like i'm not the difficult one look at what's happened to me like i don't know um i really hope that honestly i hope some as terrible as this might sound i hope some of what she's saying is an exaggeration because it otherwise makes it sound like she was literally living a nightmare and so was everyone else around her and they just went "Eh, it's television um And the only thing I can say to that otherwise is that I have a friend who works in television who's told me a little bit about what it can be like working on the sets and everything. Um, And my understanding has been that basically, like, I don't know if it's different from company to company, but if something goes wrong, like, they have to deal with that stuff. Like, they don't have an option. Like, that's the first thing that they do is, like, legally, they're like, okay, how, what are, what are we doing? Like, like they mentioned a thing where somebody got their degree burns and she said that like somebody's face was literally melting off like and we didn't have a chance to get therapy like okay i don't i don't i don't know like that just doesn't seem like what i've heard but uh, it could be different everywhere who knows it's just really Certainly not bizarre. Me. yeah Anyway, next up, uh, Today.com is reporting Peter Scolari, Bosom Buddies, Girls Star, dies at 66. It's a a damn shame deal. I I noted this because we are currently watching Evil, and he played an archbishop, if I'm not mistaken. He's Mm -hmm. on this show, so he's currently, he was currently working on a project. And one of my favorite characters he played was in Bosom Buddies, like him and and, uh, Tom Hanks. Show is so great. It's 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 holds up oddly. Like it's still entertaining that show. So hmm. sad. That's sad, a huge sad. bummer. Yeah, yeah, it's a damn shame. 
All right, moving on. Uh, ScreenRant.com. Uh, let's. let's Sorry, lost my train of thought there. ScreenRant.com. The Book of Boba Fett trailer, inheriting Jabba's throne and violent action. So we got a proper trailer for Book of Boba Fett. Uh, Looks pretty great. Mm. It's, um... It's, it seems to be a, a show about Boba Fett trying to take over the, uh, the Hutt's, uh, uh, crime syndicate after Jabba was killed in uh, Return of the Jedi. Spoiler alert. Uh, so. <laughs> From 40 years ago. So, yeah, uh, I'm into this. Thing yeah. looks great. Looks, looks good to me. I mean, yeah. it's Boba Fett. Agreed and co-signed. So. Boba Fett. Yeah, I'm like, what else do we even need to say at this point? Uh, yeah, seriously, like, we're getting more of a ming Naz, uh Fennec and, like, a freaking Boba Fett show where he's, like, being a crime lord. Yeah, insert Stephen Colbert, give it to me now gif, and move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah right? seriously, like, I'm I'm just 100% sold on this. Like, pl- please, pile this on. Oh, goodness. Oh, go- <laughs> that reminds me, I don't have a link for it or anything, but they seem to have uh, announced the casting for... Um, Sabine Wren in the uh, 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 Ahsoka show, which is a character I was really hoping to see. So, cool. Us, you know, Star Wars Rebels nerds are very happy about that. <laughs> Any hoosers. Yeah, Book of Boba Fett's going to be awesome. Big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got here from superherohype.com? Gail Garcia Bernal cast as Marvel's Werewolf by Night for Disney Plus Halloween special. What's Werewolf by Night? I've never heard of that. That sounds so I have no odd. Idea. So here's the here's the, uh, as I've noted in this conversation, um, like Werewolf by Night has a special place for me and for Moon Knight, which is coming out soon. Um, I don't know what this Halloween special is, but as soon as I hear that there there's a an old Werewolf by Night back from the seventies, and then there's a new iteration, and like the werewolf by night is Jack Russell and they hit that's his name like the dog <laughs> Jack Russell Terrier they named the werewolf that that's the guy's name um uh, i they're not using that character they're they're going with the latino uh character that is in the current version which they will not be naming Jack Russell which bothers me <laughs> Wait, why are they changing? Oh, whatever. Okay. Because there's a new series. They're just they're just <laughs> sticking with the new series. Got it. And it's fair it's, a, it's a horrible name, Jack Russell, but it's fun for me. I know. Well, I guess. The, yeah. I just thought like if you're chew joke, I think if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> a guy named Otto Octavius ends up with eight limbs. Shocker. <laughs> I can't see how that happened. Good times, but you know what? It. I posted it immediately because, like, ah, they're doing a werewolf by night thing. It's, it's got to be at least tangentially, tangentially Moon Knight related. So, for I, sure. I mean, know. it isn't yet. Like the new series, the Werewolf by Night comic series has not touched into Moon Knight yet. But that's. But I mean, come on, they're doing a Moon they, Knight show, and now they're doing a werewolf by night special. Come on, uh, yeah, I, they got it. They have to. Well, that's I. Yeah, that's kind of why I'm like a little disappointed to know that they're not going to stick with the original just. To, uh, whatever it's fine that's fine it's fine <laughs> i'm just being fine. a stickler i just want them to, to like do it the way they did it in comics i think it'd be cool but whatever. Uh, they can't do that they're not going to no we're all okay. fine here how are you <laughs> hey man who knows what the hell they're gonna do we saw eternals and that movie was comic booky as hell <laughs> oh we still haven't gotten to see that 
was it was cool. It was it was a cool movie, but it was like freaking the Eternals movie. <laughs> I didn't really know what to expect, but like, all right. I mean, I don't really like Eternals comics. I don't hate them or anything. So I wasn't super invested in the movie. It was really neat though. So who knows? Yeah. Marvel do anything. People are nuts. Uh, <laughs> SuperheroHype.com also reporting. And again, this I didn't need to read any more than the headline. Daniel Day Kim cast as Fire Lord Ozai in Avatar The Last Airbender. Fucking sold. <laughs> yeah, man. That's exactly what I said. Check. I mean, no offense to Mark Hamill. Literally, no offense to Mark Hamill. But like, you know, he's not Asian. <laughs> it was kind of weird that he was doing the voice of Fire Lord Ozai. That has always stuck out to me like like a sore thumb. Like, it's a great villain voice. But like, this is a this is just a Japanese dude. Like, he's not Skeletor. He's not the Joker. He's not, There's nothing... Over, you know, like overly bombastic about the guy. He's a Japanese dude. Like that's what he looks like, and it's Mark Hamill's voice. Like, I don't know, man. It's kind of a weird casting choice, but all right. Uh, but no, nah, Daniel Day Kim. That's a great choice for Fire Lord Ozai. Yeah. The whole live action Avatar show is still making me a little bit nervous, uh, but. I feel like they're, you know, if if they're doing what they're doing with Bebop, which I think is a harder thing to adapt to live action than than Avatar, uh, then what the hey, you know, it can't be worse than the Shyamalan Ding Dong movie. Yeah, that's I would say the exact same thing. And oh man, I don't know. I just like I I really like this actor, and also like that means they may actually go in the right direction because they really did make the characters from this area look as though they would be of some sort of eastern descent like uh-huh. and this is a south korean actor who is perfect for this role so yes please keep going on this level and don't fuck it up because it's avatar and it means too much to me okay moving on moving on uh let's see this is just a, a, a the trailer for stranger things 4 happened uh and uh, Sure looks like more Stranger Things to me. Yeah. Give it to me now, Giff. Exactly. This this is just like this is just like the book of Boba Fett. I don't need to be sold on this. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for reminding me that it's coming. Give me a little bit more of a uh, a hint of when it's coming. I don't need to see anything else. I'm in. I'm sold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I like that this is still going, and I like that the kids are actually like growing up as it's happening. This is pretty cool. Yeah, it's neat. And I think it's cool that they're setting it at spring break. I think, if I remember correctly, all of the seasons have been set around some sort of event that would be significant in a kid's life, and spring mm-hmm. break is certainly one of those. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense, too, because there's the distance, some of the characters moved away, so spring break was a good opportunity to reunite. Mm-hmm. And it does, it does, does it seem like it's centered more on Eleven this time? I don't know, I couldn't tell, like... I would, it's just this trailer, so who the hell knows? Okay. Like, I think that I think they're just trying to land, like, lay out the groundwork because she was the one that, you know, she was living with with Hop. Yeah, and he's in Russia now. Oh, that's right. Oh man, there's so many things I forgot. Okay, yeah. whatever. <laughs> so, uh, so Full I don't know. series rewatch before that comes out. Yeah, yeah. he had to have that whole cameo with Black Widow, so he had to move to Russia. <laughs> there you go. Right. Well, oh, from, transitioning from good ideas to incredibly bad ideas, comicbook.com and so uh, you agree with this <laughs> post that fairly odd parents live action reboot gets release window. I'm not even no. Fuck Why? this. 
<laughs> Why would you do this? Why would you do that? What? This is like the Powerpuff Girls animated series. There's there certain cartoons that are like, it's a fucking cartoon. You don't it's need to do a magic. live action Ren and Stimpy. It's Gockley's magic. Stop it. What are you doing? The hell are you doing? The actual hell. But the cast is wrong photo with looks you. like they're having so much fun. I don't want to know anything else about it. Honestly, that makes me a bad news anchor or not. And honestly, I don't give a shit. No. Yeah. I no. say no. That's, maybe this journalism. is the issue. Cool, so we could forgive you. <laughs> maybe this is the issue, though, Chris. Maybe this is what I'm struggling with, is all of these things that are being taken as animation and trying to be made into something live action. And, like, the beauty of animation is that it's animated. And people yeah. cannot always be as animated as an animation. Therefore, it's not translating. So why exactly. are we fucking doing the this? Medium, the, the medium has, like, there's a reason the medium exists, because it can do things that the other mediums can't. Yeah. But at least with Cowboy Bebop, they have human proportions. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Solid point. I Cowboy Bebop was it. like, all right, I could see these characters as real people that would be a neat thing to see this is like they got giant they're cartoon characters i don't need stop that bad go lay down no bad go lay down he says all right thankfully the dog is asleep or i think she'd be very confused (laughs) possibly all right variety brings us some much better news here um Disney Plus Day happened, and uh, my favorite things that came out of that were uh, the Marvel's first looks. We got a first look at Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Miss Marvel. I have uh, not they were seen very first short time. first looks. I very much liked all three of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard some backlash on the She-Hulk thing, which I don't understand. Uh, it seemed like it was based on some comic stuff that I don't know. I've, I haven't read much in She-Hulk comics, but like almost nothing happened in the teaser trailer. So I'm yeah. not sure what there was to get upset about, <laughs> but mm. Hey, I don't know. Uh, Ms. Marvel looks really cool. I'm all for this She-Hulk show. Tachani Maslani is awesome. And mm-hmm. like seeing Mark Ruffalo in there and uh, Evan talk to me. How did, how did Moon Knight make you feel? So I loved it. I mean, I it's you know it's my universe come to life, but it it I unfortunately hear things that you know the the comic going people start saying and and harping on and whatnot, and all of this stuff we need to like pace ourselves, people, because these are things that are not mainstream. These are things that are for specific. But they're special for specific people, but they're going to make it for everybody. Because if they made a Moon Knight show for the Moon Knight fans, 12 people would watch it. Yeah, so, there's not a ton. Like, there are tens of you out there. And yes. That's great. But, you know, let's let's see if we can make Moon Knight. Let's see if we can get, get it to be like, you know, hundreds of you out there. And, and the fact of the matter is, is there was so little information given. Like, people are harping on there's there's an accent. And so I'm like, okay, he may, just because your brain, when you're reading the comic book, doesn't throw an accent in there, doesn't mean he doesn't have an accent. He might have an accent. We don't know. We just have to see how the story goes. And he has, you know, multiple personalities. Like, it, it could be a, a device that they're using. It seemed like one of the. It seemed like it was one of the personalities had an accent, and then another one had a different accent. Yes. Or, or it can't yeah. say no accent because that doesn't really exist. But um, 
you know, yeah. a, a different manner of speaking uh, with a different, you know, personality. And I think that that's a that's an excellent device for the the, the television medium for something like that to help the viewers differentiate between the the, the personalities. Yeah, that's and I don't know a ton about a Moon Knight, but I thought it looked really cool. I can't wait to see the rest of the costume. Like, I really want to see how it all looks put yeah, together. They, there was a release image a while ago there it's it's very different from from what we've seen but it's it's a comic book character like there's hundreds Settle of different down. yeah it's it's okay it's all right we get something new every time every time there's a new title for a comic we get a new artist's interpretation of it happens yeah. all the time it's I not like good in particular has been like interpreted so differently yeah absolutely every every time there is a new moon knight title there is a slight variation on his comic book sometimes on his costume slight sometimes not so slight so like there was a point in time where he had a cape and cowl kind of setup going on and then he went to like a business dress like he was wearing patent shoes like it was very very different but mr moon knight that's that's the artist's interpretation that's where the story went and that's okay and that's what I, I want to see. Give me it now. <laughs> My entire I, feeling is that as long as Evan's happy, I'm going to like this. Like, that's it. I don't even care. Mm-hmm. I just want Evan to like it. So don't fuck and, it up, Marvel. And I, and I will like it no matter what. <laughs> I mean, there's not been a that's, comic book yeah. property that I have not liked. There have been bad ones, but I just, it's not, there's nothing that has angered me so much. All right, Catwoman. I was just going to say, don't make me but say it. that doesn't it. count because that wasn't based on the comic book character. That was based on something crazy in someone's perverted mind. That's that. <laughs> I, I think MCU in particular hasn't had any proper misses. Like even the the lowest bar that the MCU has set has still been, I think, pretty high as yeah. far as like being an entertaining comic book adaptation. And I have no reason to think that if they're following through with a character like Moon Knight getting its own its own TV show that we, we can't expect it to have the same level of quality as the other official MCU stuff that's been tied in, you know? Like, yeah. I didn't catch Runaways. I, I think Inhumans looks like garbage, but that stuff wasn't, you know, official MCU tie-ins like this stuff is. So right. I, think all, I think all three of them look great. So I'm... 100% in. I think the shows they've done so far, WandaVision, uh, Captain Falcon, and uh, 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 Loki, Loki have Loki. been just spectacular. And surprising. Like, they, they've done something different with each one of those titles. Yeah. So, so, so I'm just mad curious to see where they go. Their track record is is great for me. I know there's some folks out there like really chomping at the bit for like the downfall of the Marvel movies because, you know, the new ones aren't a bunch of white dudes and, you know, saving the day. But those people can go scratch. I, you know, Ms. Marvel was great and this, uh, sorry, Captain Marvel was great and this new Ms. Marvel show looks fantastic. I, I'm I'm liking all the all this new stuff. So, yeah, keep them coming. Yep, Eternals yep, yep. was awesome. Black Widow was a good time. What was oh Shang Chi was freaking great. So oh, like, I love Shang Chi. We like we, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Except Aquafina. God, we know, damn. honey. Stop having a grudge. Ah. She's actually not as bad as you think. She's the worst. You're Thank the you. worst. The yeah, worst. I thought she was. I thought she was great. But I mean, you know, 
Everybody, everybody irrationally hits, hates somebody, right? I mean, you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what, yeah, what's no, face? that's that's it. That's it for Evan. It, it, it's a very weird, irrational thing, and he like apologizes for it, and then he's like, "But I still hate her." I can't help it. <laughs> it's just like me with what's her face from Grey's Anatomy, Sandra O. Oh. Like, I don't know why. Yeah, she's not doing anything wrong. Nope, she's she, she's fine. She did great. She's even. not. I just, wrong, I just have an irrational okay distaste for her. <laughs> but that's on me. That's my problem. That's yeah. not. That's not anybody else's problem. But anyway, there you go. Uh, that was that was that, that's good stuff. Way to go! Uh, what if they also announced an Echo show coming out? That's kind of cool. Which is going to be great because that's going to be a great tie-in to both Hawkeye and Moon Knight. Awesome. So, Wait, Echo? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Echo at one point in time donned the um, Ronin costume. I don't even know who Echo is. Echo, she is a uh, she's similar. She's a, a uh, I want to say deaf. Is that the yeah, deaf she's or? deaf. She's deaf, but oh. she has um, like like she sees something. She can mimic it. She's a mimic. That's a good word to use. Okay. Um, and she donned the Ronin costume for a minute, which is ha- her Hawkeye tie-in, and then. Uh, one of the series, like she was a borderline love interest for Moon Knight in one of the the series. Is 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 so. okay, cool, fascinating. Yep. All right. Also Talk. coming out of that Disney Plus day, nice. uh, Marvel dot com exclusive <laughs> cast announcement announcement for X Men ninety seven yes! coming to Disney Plus. I cannot believe this is a thing. Yes. They're just continuing the old X-Men cartoon. Yes! They're calling it 97 as if they're just picking up literally where it left off a year later in 1996. I'm that not mad nuts. about it. And they're using the... There's there's this um, meme going out uh, with um, Vince McMahon. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're using the original theme song oh. and the original cast. Well, the surviving cast the members. The surviving cast. Yeah. But, and there's going to be new cast members. Um the big question is whether or not it's going to incorporate the the, the comics. Uh, they've they released yeah. a bunch of comics that took place after the ending of the show, which I never got around to reading, and I really should. Um, they were all and right. whether or not they're going to actually incorporate uh, the last season of the show, which was kind of a shit show <laughs> uh, because they went to a different animation company and the budget was slashed. Uh, a couple of voice actors changed. Like it was, it was, it was kind of a mess. But I mean, the way they announced the show was probably the most brilliant thing. It's that that Wolverine laying on the bed, looking at the picture of Scott and Jean, that's become like the internet meme. Mm-hmm. They announced the show like with that, with Wolverine looking at it, and then the frame is X Men '97, all new original series, like. Way to understand your audience. Good job. <laughs> Absolutely. Way to read the room there, Disney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way to read everyone. Yeah. I hope it's. I, I, I don't want to say I hope it's good because, like, is the original one technically good? It is melodramatic as all get out. Yeah. I I hope it is exactly what the original show is. I hope it is exactly what it is claiming to be, and it's going to be. I, I I like the idea of seeing new ab- adventures of these X Men because I feel very I feel so out of touch with current comics X Men, mm-hmm. um, and these are my X Men. Like mm-hmm. I, I I know these characters in their goofy ass outfits and like I really <laughs> like that. So I'm I'm excited I'm excited. There's going to be more of the X Men that I grew up with. Same. 
that's exactly like this was the thing that really got me into the x-men as a kid and i i got hardcore into it um i got like the marvel like encyclopedia and i used to like read up on all the characters because i didn't really have access to comics when i was younger so like this was this was the thing that like gave me so much of what built my love of these characters in the x-men universe and i'm i'm thrilled same here like i, I even didn't have access to the comics either it was this yeah. cartoon it was the trading cards yeah and the action figures yeah oh but yeah and the action figures for sure yeah yeah you know yeah, all right i mean do we even want to mention this next one the uh, it's okay I, it's a good I'm way okay to mention that there's another show coming out all right so yeah. okay. inside the magic.net hit this wonderful headline goodbye tom holland marvel announces new spider-man star yeah okay <laughs> so i i shared this just because i thought that this was the most ridiculous stupid way to use a headline um and I wanted everyone else's opinion on it. Basically, it's just there's an animated Spider-Man cartoon coming out and Tom Holland's not voicing it. The end. You don't need to read this. I promise. It's not worth it. Yeah, because like, that, that's all we know. We don't know what Tom Holland's future in the MCU is. We don't. Like That hasn't been decided yet. There's been a lot of talk that sounds an awful lot like an actor who wants more money. Uh, but or just trying to throw people off the scent of what's actually happening, but nobody knows anything yet. But there's a new Spider-Man cartoon coming out called Freshman Year, and it's drawn like Golden Age yeah. comics, which is super cool. Yeah. So I'm into that. For yeah, I will say worth, that part was cool. I did read an article, and I didn't throw it in because, A, it's movies, and B, it wasn't a very reputable source, but I did read an article where they were uh, saying that... Um, Tom, or that Spider-Man is going to be Peter Parker is going to be the new soul of the the Avengers. Like he's going to replace Tony as that like leader figure. Whether or not leader? that's true, I don't know. But that has been kind of what they've been working towards yeah. with the Spider-Man character for a while now is having him take take over for the the Tony Stark role. And I could see him as a linchpin, but I can't see him as a leader. Still need Falcon, that's the thing. Falcon. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what they're. I, I really don't. I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> but you know, I've been enjoying it all so far. So let's yeah. see. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to complain. Uh, uh, we're we're over here in the uh, the the realm of just pure unadulterated joy. Um, <laughs> there was a uh, the the opening, the official teaser for the new Fraggle Rock show that's been in the works for a very long time. Um, it's pretty good looking. Um, the uh, there's a couple of re- you know voice actors reprising their roles. Uh, Wembley sounds a little weird, but you know you can't expect the same voices to be on everything for the rest of your lives. And the only character they redesigned was Moki, okay. which I think is weird. Everybody else looks exactly the same as they did on the original show. Moki is unrecognizable. Like I didn't even know that's who that was supposed to be until like the last shot. Where they show all the fra- like the main characters lined up was like, oh shit, pink skin and blue hair. That's Moki. All right, <laughs> she's just kind of like a different kind of hippie right now. I really don't know why they bothered remodeling her, but you know she doesn't look bad. She's just like this. This is weirdly different, but okay. Uh, it's called Fraggle Rock: Back to the Rock. It's going to be on Apple TV Plus. Um, 
you know, fulfilling my na- nightmare of all the uh, Henson properties being split off and only viewable on different streaming services with the, you know, Sesame Street is HBO and the Muppets are Disney Plus and the Fraggles are Apple TV. But um, while that wants means a piece of that Henson pie. Yeah, mm-hmm. while that basically means that these characters will never ever cross over again, like they did in the, and we will also never get an official re-release of that a uh, wonderful Christmas special, uh, Muppet Family Christmas. This does look pretty good, and I was always sad that my kids didn't get into Fraggle Rock the way that I did. Um, but I don't know, maybe they'll watch this one. Did you try to introduce them to Fraggle Rock? I did, and they liked it okay. a bit when they were little. They were little, but not really enough. And not really the way that I did, where I really latched onto it. And it kind of made me sad because I like the way Fraggle Rock deals with a lot of stuff as a kid's show. Like, it it doesn't pull its punches. It always gives it always gave kids more credit than other children's shows did, which was Jim Henson's intent with the mm-hmm. show. Right. Um, and I, I don't know. I hope this one lives up to uh, lives up to that, and I hope that it catches on because I would love to see uh, Fraggle Rock be one of those things that's still around. It just breaks my heart that these were all sold off like you know i'd that, like to see a Mu- world Muppets, where you... sesame street and fraggle rock don't have the same connection anymore and that makes right. me sad but that's the modern world we live in yes yes it is Here's a surprise. I had no idea this was happening. Reno 911 special, The Hunt for QAnon, gets premiere date on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, this comes to us from Variety.com. All right, sure, go nuts. Reno 911 can keep doing things as long as they want. I thought this was a joke at first until I saw that it was actually posted by Carrie Kenny. <laughs> yeah, I had no clue, but here it is. I, I've, I've seen so little of, of this show. And uh, it's all these, you know, the state alums. So it's weird that I haven't seen more of it. But, hey, it is what it is. (laughs) You guys got any thoughts on this one? I never cared for this show. Not, like, it just was one of those things where I was like, oh, I could watch this. Or I'll go watch something else. And then I ended up with, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And that kind of just made me lose all interest in this. Yeah. Because, like, I I had my funny ha-ha cop show. Even though they're completely different in their type of humor from what i understand i just they, they are but they they are very different but still similar yeah similar premise yeah so yeah all yeah. right yeah. this next one's fascinating to me um so i don't know if it's gonna be fascinating to anyone anybody but me but here we are um i'll, I'll at least tell i'll at least tell this part of the story so uh there is a new earthworm gym cartoon coming out Okay. Um, Earthworm Jim started off as a video game I just clicked on it for the first time. Yeah, I actually... I didn't know what this was. I clicked on it for the first time right now in that article. Like, like, what? Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Go. I played Earthworm Jim as a kid, and I I will say, like, I thought this was kind of cool. So... I'm a so excited. the original Earthworm Jim was a massively successful video game, uh, and it got an animated series on the WB network. And that animated series got a humongous cult following, uh, mostly because the main character, Earthworm Jim, was voiced by Dan Castellaneta, Homer Simpson, um, which is just hilarious to, to listen to him. It was a pretty funny show. It was really weird. But then again, the, the game it's based on is really weird. It was very much a 90s cartoon in the same vein of stuff like Freakazoid and Animaniacs. <laughs> So it was, so it was, it was pretty neat. It's pretty weird. I think it only lasted one season, maybe two. 
Um, so the Earthworm Jim brand has been through a bit. Um, uh, what the heck's that guy's name? I gotta uh, hold on. Give me one mm-hmm. second here to look up this guy's name. There he is. The creator of Earthworm Jim is kind of a walking shit show. Okay. Uh, he's like this just super bigot right wing nut job named Doug Tenapil. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but that's kind of been a noose around the neck of the of this franchise for quite a while now. Like, okay, oh. Earthworm Jim was really cool, but man, his creator turned out to be kind of a piece of shit. And like, I'm talking like I feel like it's way worse than the whole Harry Potter situation. Like, okay. people hate J.K. Rowling, and like she's kind of shitty. But like this dude's awful. <laughs> this guy is just, just, he's just trash. So, um, this show got announced, and uh, it was uh, on Twitter immediately. Uh, the first comment that I saw on Twitter was because uh, it was posted from the official Earthworm Jim Twitter account, and they said, "Hey, what are your feelings on trans rights?" And the account responded, "Trans rights are human rights." And they're like, well, okay then. And then the next tweet was, wait, is the original creator involved in this? And the account tweeted, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, all right then. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and the trailer itself, like the animation style, looks pretty neat. Uh, I think it looks funny. I think it looks good. Um, there's also supposedly a new Earthworm Jim game happening for the ill-fated Intellivision Amico. Uh, that's um, bullshit. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. That sounds so fun. What's an Amico? You should tell me all about it. Nah, I'm not gonna. <laughs> uh, if you want to know about the Intellivision Amico, uh, that's that's a whole ass situation right there. And it is a podcast, literally a podcast for another podcast. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are Tenapil uh, was apparently involved at least to some extent with the creation of that supposed game that nobody's even sure if it exists so it was especially funny that they announced this game a couple of years ago and there has been one extremely brief clip that's debatably not even real of the game but now there's an entire trailer for an animated series <laughs> So, you know, that's that's something. I think it's neat. I'd love to see this uh, do well, because I think Earthworm Jim and its related characters are really weird and cool, and uh, this new show looks funny. <laughs> Good. Um, <laughs> I didn't understand why what this... It's like movie news. I'm not sure why it was he, in here. You had a connection, connective tissue for the Wakanda thing. Isn't Wakanda Forever a show? No, it's this, it's a movie. Then never mind. Okay. Uh, stuff's going on with Black Black Panther Wakanda Forever. It fully shuts down production, possibly because uh, Shuri is. There's going to be a Wakanda show, though, right? I didn't like no. completely imagine this. No, not that no. I'm aware of. I think it's... there fucking totally is. Where's my phone? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, there is definitely going to be a Disney Plus show in the universe no. of Wakanda. Well, Wakanda TV series from Ryan Coogler in the works at Disney Plus. I fucking told you. <laughs> it's announced back in February. All right. I think we talked about it on show. Yeah, that's probably why Only we knew about it. I forgot knows. that was even a thing. All right, anyway. But yeah, Wakanda mind. Forever is the movie. 
Okay, and Letitia Wright is a anti-vaxer, and yeah. that's all you need to know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thank you, Evan, for posting posting this for me. Comicbook.com. Law and Order reveals premiere date for twenty first season return. Um, February twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. I know what I'll be doing. Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day to you. <laughs> yes, ten indeed. days late. It's a love letter to Chris. <laughs> yes. yes, it is. That's the story. Law and Order is awesome, and it's coming back in February, and I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what it is. Mm. <sighs> it warms my heart. That's the good stuff right there, baby. The utter excitement. So cute. There it is. It, does it warm the cockles? Or maybe somewhere below the cockles? The subcocular the sub- area? So, any other news tonight? <laughs> maybe in the liver. Maybe, maybe in, the in the kidneys. kidneys. Maybe even in the colon. colon. We, don't we don't know. know. Wait, what? So I will never not have the entirety of that song memorized. <laughs> that is a uh, Christmas song by... Um, it's not, not a Christmas, Christmas song. song. Oh, I'm sorry. That, that's Asshole by that's Dennis Asshole Leary. by Dennis Leary. <laughs> Which has recently come back to, into my consciousness, and I start humming it when my kids are acting up. I mean, we did just watch a movie where Dennis Leary was... What the fuck? He was did like he? a main character, right? What? Was it The Sandlot? <laughs> no. Because I just watched that, and he what was in that, watch? and I was like, was what he? are you doing here, oh, Dennis right, Leary? Dad. Oh, no, it was Henry Rollins, but oh. uh, but that was like, around the same time I discovered Henry Rollins, I discovered Dennis Leary's asshole song, and so I always... <laughs> <You discovered this. laughs> Dennis Leary's asshole yes. title. <laughs> you gotta put Dennis Leary's asshole dot 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 song. <laughs> I just, they, they both, uh, I can't think of one without thinking of the other. And then thinking of the assholes, you know. <sighs> okay. <laughs> well, that's great content and more. I do it for the assholes. Oh, yay. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's going to do it for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, oh, the, the the Discord going on on our Discord channel about reboots that like they did that whole Saved by the Bell thing and wow. I was supposed to watch that for science and I never did. Hey Karen, can for, you do me what? a favor? What? When we say when we sign off tonight, you go first, okay? I'm gonna make it very clear so we get it right this time. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a planet land. All right, everybody, that is our show. This week's episode is not filmed before a live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you. And you can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways. We have an official Geek Aid Discord, where there's an entire this week's episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the official Geek Aid channels or the more specific Twepcast accounts, which we don't really use anymore, whatever. Uh, and of course... The four of us can be found in various ways. I'm available on Twitter at GeekadeChris, and you can read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo Force Magazine. Karen, where can the good people of the internet find you? Um, on most platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, Etsy, and TikTok at STMStitches. Angie, where can people find you? They can find me on my website, AngelaFernot.com, and I'll be running a Black Friday special because I made a new website and I'm launching it officially this weekend. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Uh, Evan, where can people find you? Geek8 underscore Evan. That's a lie. They can't find you. 
<laughs> if you need to know more about the shows we discussed tonight or what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes. And if you have any other questions at all, we can always be reached at mail at geekade.com. Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line so we know who you're trying to reach. This show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. And wherever you decide to listen, please like, comment, subscribe, and leave reviews because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, as always, keep your eyes on Geekade for more fresh, original content. Uh, what's a quick reminder of our homework? Norseman episode one. Season one, episode one. Season one, episode one. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Gotcha. Norseman. Make it happen, folks. All right, everybody. That is it. Uh, I'm signing off now. I'm Chris. I'm Karen. I'm Angie. Dun dun. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.